Welcome to the Check Your Shelves podcast. This is Roger. And Ian. And we are here to discuss myths at the library. So, everybody has a myth about libraries. Now, Roger, what do you mean by myths? Well, maybe a myth, maybe a stereotype. You see a librarian out in public and you're like, man... That must be one boring man to have that boring job, only surrounded by books. Well, I'll dispute that uh, on the ground that I dispute a lot of stereotypes. However, it does very much so apply to my own life. Uh, but you're boring. I am a boring person, yes. Incredibly boring. Hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Did you say something? Yeah, everyone says that. Don't okay. worry. Okay. Um, but there's plenty of things that are not boring about this library. So what are some of the things that that you have at the library or that you do at the library that's not boring? Well, there's all sorts of programs. As, as we've discussed last week, there's a, a big community that's uh, interested in cryptids, uh, community gatherings like fishing and stuff like that. But I think the biggest myth that surrounds the library is that it's just a receptacle for books isn't it like what else is here other than books i mean i've only been here five years i just i know you don't really look around that much uh except on your big brother uh supervision screens but there is quite a lot here other than books including audio books dvds board games mobile hotspots i mean there's there's so much that is offered here and it's not like a low-tech place it's it's very much i would say one of the forefronts of the community in terms of technological advancement at least in terms of being applied to the community because it, we live here in rural ohio where it, a lot of the time there's not the infrastructure to get internet connectivity and the companies that provide the infrastructure do not want to because they don't really see it as a profitable venture and that is where we come in because we provide that for people when they otherwise cannot get it so and that's through board games. Yes. Well, some board games. <laughs> they make you imagine things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe you're actually talking about Wi-Fi hotspots. Oh, yeah. So, they're, they're easy to mix up. Yeah, I, I always get them confused. Um, so anyway, Wi-Fi hotspots. Mm-hmm. How do you get one of those? And do you have to pay? You do not have to pay. Uh, much like basically everything else at a library it is totally free as long as you bring it back in working order um you just come in and you ask to check it out like you would a book and uh usually we do have a a little bit of a holds list for that so you might have to get put on the queue but um you just check it out like it's a book you take it home and and it's relatively straightforward i mean there's like a single button on these things and uh, if you got a cell tower in the area that works you got wi-fi well that is pretty awesome and with that, I could watch Netflix. I could watch conspiracy videos on YouTube. Maybe do homework. Uh, you could do all of those in that order. Uh, you know, from like most important descending exactly. priorities. Um, what's another myth that you think of when you when you uh, think of the library? That all of your programming are only for kids. But that is not true. We got. In fact, we've got quite a bit of uh, programming coming up that is specifically aimed at adults and teenagers, um, all of which you can find on our website. And if I were going to go to the website, how would I find that? 
aside from Googling Jackson City Library, is there a specific URL? There is. It is www.jacksoncitylibrary.org. That is pretty easy to remember. So, what's some of the myths from the library that you would like to dispel? Well, one thing that I run into almost every single day is the fact that we do not uh, issue fines for items that are returned late. Um, That's kind of something that is relatively new. A lot of libraries are adopting it, um, and it's sort of... uh, an effort to kind of get rid of the stigma that the library is a, a real starch collar sort of place that is very uptight and strict. I mean, we've recently, I mean, it did cost the job of our library policeman who, you know, went out and... Well, there were other issues anyway, but we won't get into that. Yeah, he was doing some stuff. It's, uh, it's You can read about it in the paper. That's neither here nor there. But anyway, uh, we do not issue fines. So if you don't issue fines... Why do anybody bring their stuff back? Like To be a good person? Because it's the library. It is a part of your community just as much as you are. And I really guess that if I don't bring my stuff back, I probably can't check out anything else, though I do. Well, that is, yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a, a you so know. That's probably oh, the main motivation to bring something back. Yeah, well, you can, if you steal one thing, you're not going to be able to steal something else. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but I, I think that's I think that's really great. Because um, also, I would think that maybe I was using the library to maybe save some money, or yeah. I didn't have a lot of money to spend, and maybe buy fifty new books for my child every week. Yeah, I mean, consider the fact that like books are expensive, and I mean, if if your if your child is consuming fifty books a week, first of all, you've got a brilliant child. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Roger, it's crazy. I didn't even know you had a kid, but you know. We like to keep a lot of secrets around here. Um, But even if it's not a book, like I said, we've got DVDs here as well. So, I mean, consider uh, consider the costs of Netflix and and other streaming services. Consider the cost of buying these DVDs when you could just basically rent it for free from your library. And if we don't have it, we could maybe get it from another library in the area. But wouldn't I only have to have a DVD player, though? Isn't that kind of antiquated technology? Because, you know, I pay for Netflix because I like digital streaming. Is there anything that the library could maybe do that would be similar? Well, it's funny you mentioned digital streaming because with your library card, we offer some digital services such as Hoopla, Libby, Canopy, and the Ohio Digital Library. And of those, um, the one that probably fits your description the most from the most recent comment you've made is Canopy, which is basically a uh, streaming service for uh, indie films and a lot of classic films. And it kind of works on a credit basis where you get a certain amount of credits and every time you watch something, it's one and it renews every month. So I personally have used Canopy several times and I've been pretty pleased with it. That seems like a really good feature and one that I don't really have to come in here during business hours to use. Yeah, I mean, you can do that totally from your couch. I mean, with these, if there's an ebook or an audiobook that you want and it's on one of these services, you don't even have to talk to Roger. Isn't that great? I couldn't think of anything I would like more. I think that's something we can both agree on. <laughs> so, what other kind of myths do we have about librarians or just libraries? Well, 
My friends who have not set foot in a library in over 15 years have told me that they believe I spend all my day reading. And as much as I wish that to be true, it is pretty far from the truth. Um, my day does not quite uh, have as much reading in it as I would like so much as facilitating the reading of everyone else. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't think uh, I could really get paid if I just sat and read all day. As You know, I'm, I'm really working my way to that, you know, slowly shedding myself of all responsibilities until I'm uh, in the back reading uh, the latest copy of uh, Comey Can't Communicate. Well, I'm... I don't really want to admit it, but that is what I have done. That's why I didn't know that we had all these resources here. Like, that is just really mind-boggling. Yeah, and, you know, it's kind of surprising that a lot of the people that even use the library on a regular basis don't know these exist. So, you've talked a lot about the library and the, the materials that it has. Just what about this building? I look around out the window here, and I see all of this space. Like, what else do you do with all of this space? Seems like it'd be a nice place maybe to, I don't know, maybe you should have some meeting rooms or something. We do have meeting rooms, Roger. It's funny you don't know that, considering you're the director here, but we do offer meeting rooms. We've got two. We've got the Potter Room, which is for larger meetings, and we've got a side room, which is for if you just got a couple people that want to hang out, um, maybe have a little powwow. But I think that would be pretty handy with, you know, I I don't remember the last couple of years very much, but it seems like there was a pandemic, and people were doing more telehealth-type things, and things like that it seems like maybe that room would have been useful for that it would have been i don't really know what you're talking about in terms of the pandemic that's not really something i've heard about um but yeah i mean you can do all sorts of like zoom meetings and stuff we're we're totally equipped for that um you just gotta let us know ahead of time and it's totally free to reserve these rooms that is just very awesome and it's free to reserve and free to use yeah and i mean i will say that's uh that's something i really love about the library is that when you consider all the places in town the library is one of the only places where it is totally free to just hang out um consider like going to a restaurant or a coffee shop or or any sort of other public gathering now you'll probably eventually be expected to spend some money there before they kick you out You know, I hate to say, but last time I went into the Comfort Inn and just commandeered one of their rooms for a meeting, they threw me out. Yeah. So I don't reckon that would happen if I would have just came here and requested to use the room here. Yeah, I did read that in the newspaper. That was That's embarrassing to know that that was you. Sort of, yeah. But anyway, we're, you can read about that in the paper. So, Ian, whenever I was coming back from the Comfort Inn after that <laughs> squabble, um, I turned over here on... What street's the library on, by the way? Broadway. Broadway. Twenty one Broadway Street. That is that's okay. Now I remember. Yeah, there's only was, there's only one Broadway Street, but there's it probably is probably only one library in Jackson. Yes. Right? This one. Yeah, and it's pretty it's a pretty large building with an identifiable roof. Okay. Most buildings have roofs. I don't know where you're going with that. But anyway, I was turning on the I think that's called an intersection off of South Street. And I noticed there was a big white van parked by the library, right underneath the sign, like the library owned it. So I was walking around it, you know, checking it out, looked through the windows, saw a library sticker inside of it, uh, saw it had city tags, and I was just wondering, is what's the, is that the libraries? What are, what are they going to do with that? Yeah, contrary to popular belief, that is not a CIA surveillance vehicle. 
anymore. It is now a library van, which is going to be a mobile library, which we're going to be uh, kind of driving around town at uh, specific locations where you can come and you know check out books. Huh. Now that is a good idea. What locations are we going to be doing this at, Roger? Well, I would have to check my notes, but I believe that the Jackson County Senior Citizens Center over on Mound Street has requested our services. Yeah, and you know they're listening to podcasts over there. I would think so. And then, I imagine that we would probably use it at the apartment complexes. Sure. Where there would be a congregation of children. Hopefully. Um, maybe the city pool. As long as you don't read in the pool. Um... I imagine Walmart, Kroger, yeah. parking lots. Sure. Any place where there's people. That that would make the most sense. That really would. You know, we're not going to have a schedule. We're just going to randomly pop up and, you know, you just... That's not true. <laughs> no, I believe we will have a schedule, and it will probably be posted on our website. I would hope so. the newspaper. Ian. Yes. I'm trying to remember. It's a... It's a long name, man. It's just, it'll take me some time. It takes it's short for Ian. Like Ian McGregor. Who? Uh, oh, maybe, I think it's just somebody from high school. Never mind, you wouldn't know. Uh, but anyway, my question was, what kind of advanced specialized degree do you have to have to work at the library? Well, this is really challenging stuff, Roger. I mean, people think that, like I said, we've, we've been through it. People think it's all reading and, and having fun. But, I mean, we, we get down into it. And uh, I, and I believe you, and, uh, you know, there's a couple other people I know have uh, received an MLIS degree, which is a Master of Library and Information Science. Now, it's a science and I want to stress that, which is why you need a master's degree uh, for this. And, uh, you know, that requires also a bachelor's degree beforehand. And a, and, and the bachelor's degree had to be in oh, like libraries? Th- literally anything. Well, I believe, though, that I'm not necessarily the smartest person. I'd never say that. I do have that master's degree, which proves that almost anybody... With enough dedication and student loan funds, can get a master's degree. But anyway, my point is that I believe that it's probably a good thing that everybody comes from a different background before their master's degree because, I don't know, if you had 10 people on staff, let's start that over again. Let's just say, I just thought of an analogy. If I go to the hospital because I'm having a heart attack after a stressful day at the library, I don't want there to be 10 people that are only focused on my feet. It seems like you would need a well-rounded staff. That's true. And this is just as important as medical personnel servicing your failing heart. Um, Because, you know... Failing heart, failing minds. mm -hmm, That's exactly what I was going to say. We also see a lot... But not the actual failing minds, the actual... Well, we have a lot of medical stuff here, too. Um, Also, I have met several people who I believe are going to be uh, of failing hearts relatively soon. Dark. Anyway. So, anyway, back to Roger, you. your your metaphor maybe was not the most <laughs> most accurate to what we were doing, but I see what you mean. Yeah, and I guess also people always say that master's degrees in library science are a waste of time. 
I don't really think that any degree is a waste of time. Wait, Roger. Really, only people can say that that don't have the degree. Who says it's a waste of time? And I and where do they live? Where can, hold on. We gotta. We have to confront them about this. Because it's certainly in no way, shape, or form a waste of time or money to get a master's degree in library and information science. Well, I think it's because they believe that because you're never probably going to make a six-figure income at a library. You probably won't retire wealthy financially, but you sure are going to benefit the community. And And that means something. So much more, really. It really does. It's peace of mind. You really just gave me peace of mind. I'm sure you probably worked somewhere where you've hated before. I would never say that. I have worked places where I thought I might not come home after the end of the day. Not because I loved it so much, but because I thought that it might kill me. Oh, those were the days. Oh, the good old days. Don't you just love your memories of youth? Exactly. Free cell phones. Everyone just living in the moment. <laughs> living in the moment and dying in the moment. Yeah. It, Nothing more beautiful than that. There's never a better time to die than right now. <laughs> so, Ian, another myth that I have really heard while I was out in public, which is pretty rare, but I think I was at Walmart or, uh, I don't know, maybe I was taking my recycling to the recycling place or something. But anyway... One of those places I hang out on Friday nights. And um, somebody was mentioning that there was a book that they wanted, but they knew the library wouldn't have it because we carefully censor all of our books. Is that correct? Uh, That is actually wildly incorrect. We do not censor or support censorship of any material, um, providing that, of course, it does not break the law or encourage others to break the law. Well, that goes along with a lot of the other things that you were saying about how the library is really that last free place that you can go. Not only is it just a free place to go into, but a free exchange of ideas. Yeah, you're not going to find any thought police in here stopping you, but with a firm hand on your shoulder saying, I think you've had a little bit too much to think. So that, yeah, that is great. I mean, there's very few places really, not only that are free, but encourage free thinking. Uh, yeah, it's true. Um, I I personally believe that if a subject is controversial, a lot of the times the debate that that will spark um, is is good for uh, the concourse of you know human interaction. I think that discussing these topics in a reasonable and adult manner is uh, kind of what makes community is a little bit stronger. Uh, You you learn to know the person next to you, and you also learn to accept ideas that maybe you don't entirely agree with, because just because you disagree with something does not make it really, like, unforgivable or evil. (laughs) That is a good point. Okay. I'm not going to say what I was about to say. Well, I probably should thank you for that. (laughs) Um, So... <laughs> I'm gonna start asking people to thank me for not saying what's on my mind. You better thank me. Yeah, because I, I I'm thinking something terrible right now about you. <laughs> I'm not censoring you either. <laughs> it's self censorship is another thing entirely. Yes. So I guess we probably should wrap this up. But first, I thought of one other myth. Yeah. And that is that there are no things in the library to learn from other than books, 
magazines, DVDs. I think whenever I was walking back through here to get to this, uh, what do you call the office? Yeah, that's this room. You read more books, man. That, um, if I remember right, I walked by these two squilling creatures. Not loud squills, mind you. Just a cute little ee, ee. What would those be? I think they're middle schoolers. No, 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 no. Smaller? I've seen those before. These ones are furry. Oh, you mean the little. things that everyone asks are if they're gerbils? Middle schoolers? No, the guinea pigs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what they are. Yeah, uh, man, you can learn so much from a creature that is totally empty on the inside. I don't believe that they were empty on the inside. How would they have been able to recognize that I was a human being and go, ee, ee? Uh, I don't think they necessarily recognize you as a human being so much as someone that maybe feeds them on occasion. Oh, okay. uh, but, but they are pretty cute. They are. And I believe that that goes along with the library, too, because, you know, a lot of kids probably aren't allowed to have guinea pigs at home because, well, I mean, you know, they don't really, as a three-year-old, you just don't really have the funds to buy one, for one, by yourself. Or maintain one. Exactly. So I would think that that's probably pretty nice that there are some here so kids can learn what an animal is and what really is required of... Yes, care of certainly, and and I can tell you that pretty much anyone on our staff would be very happy to tell you their names, tell you what we do for them every day, uh, direct you to books about how to take care of these creatures, and if you didn't want one of these, we could show you books about other creatures that you might be interested in maybe having, um, other kinds of rodents, cats, dogs, lizards, birds. Huh. Birds. What about birds? Falconry? Do you have books on falconry? I have no idea. (laughs) Well, anyway, I believe that we are about ready to wrap this up. Thank you for joining us at Check Your Shelves Podcast, a podcast of the Jackson City Library. You can find our podcast on our website and all of our programs, our catalog of books, Pretty well anything you need to find out about the library and all of our digital resources we had mentioned. Everything is actually on that website. It's amazing. Yeah, man, this internet. I got one of these days, I'm going to figure it out. Well, anyway, (laughs) this is Roger signing off. And this is Ian also signing off.